you say ah? Ah. No, no, wait, ah. Ah. No, you gotta, you gotta stick your tongue out so I can stick something you else said in. say ah, not stick your tongue out. No, well, you have to, you have to have your mouth open to say the safe word. Uh. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today... <laughs> we are saying ah. Say ah. Open up. Can, can you... Uh, let me see your tonsils. Mm. So actually, your... that's a good safe word for if you're gagged too. Oh, I don't know about that. Welcome to... New thing! Wow, look at What's this wonderful! On? Our only our patrons are able to appreciate this, but there is uh, definitely changes are happening. Oh, how ominous for anyone that doesn't join our Patreon! What's behind the curtain? Who knows? Oh, maybe we'll give them a peek. Oh, well, maybe we won't give them a peek then. Uh, welcome back, guys, uh, to What's Your Safe Word. Uh, hopefully, there's not too much of an echo, but I'm kind of hearing it now. But th- we're in a new spot, so uh, you're just going to have to let us figure it out. Anyway, whether you're saying ah or ah, today's topic is all about medical play. Is that like doctor and nurses? What is that? Uh, it could be doctors. It could be nurses. It could be dentists. It could be OBGYN. Ooh, dentist. You just went to the dentist today. How was I that know. experience? Uh, well, I'll <laughs> 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 oh, we'll get into that. But that that's kind of why I wanted to do today's episode oh. was because it was very topical and I'm a top. Yeah. And you and I have completely different experiences at the dentist. You what? dread Wait. it. I like it. Okay. Let's oh, pause on that. So okay, I just wanted to fine. start out by saying that medical fetishism, today's topic, yeah. um, can refer to a number of different sexual fetishes involving objects, practices, environments, or situations that are medical in some way. Okay. So whether you're in like a doctor's chair or on a table, um, it could be inserting things. It could be... Grabbing your balls and telling you to cough. I don't know that that's how doctors do it, but (laughs) definitely, definitely a choice. Um, But you see a lot of like medical play in kinks and fetishes and movies and porn. I mean, it's a trope in its own way, and we know what tropes are now, right? Remember, you remember what tropes are? Mm, yep. This is in the <laughs> sure fan do. fiction episode. <laughs> really do. <laughs> Themes or like, was this on the test I oh didn't study my for? God. Well, <laughs> you, you failed that blood test. Yeah. Anyway, the whole point of today's episode was absolutely inspired by my recent uh, dental visit today, mm. um, which was literally like scraping teeth it was one it was a deep cleaning and i had oh that's what God. they do i no 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 they numbed my mouth with like five different needles of things like um, and, and the puppy hates needles Ooh, i just, hate needles just so like, clarification i am not a medical a fetishist i don't don't touch me with the medical things unless you're actually doing medical stuff like oh wait wait here uh, everyone's favorite topic So I was offended. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so the tea today is that we we have been, first of all, shout out to all of our medical professionals right now yes. because right now the world is only surviving the craziness because medical professionals are helping us. And yes, and think thankfully they have patience with all the people who are impatient with them, which is ridiculous. So that is our boner of the week is medical yep. professionals. You guys rock. Yep. Um, 
my bone to pick though is oh my god medical professionals i hate i hate <laughs> having to go and see you guys you're That's very nice their but fault. they're no, healing I know. you so i know and the only time I ever go is when I need something healed. Well, and, I'm and, and so healthy. that's the problem. You haven't done maintenance. So this is the first. When's the last time you went to the dentist? Two weeks ago. Before that. <laughs> and why did you go two weeks ago? Because I made you. Uh, because because you you actually daddy set up an appointment. Thank you, Daddy. You're the welcome. most Daddy thing you've ever done is setting up an appointment <laughs> to go to the dentist for me. <laughs> it's been busy and crazy and new. And so yes, I went to the dentist. I had. But it you didn't answer the question. How my long checkup, had it been? Oh, my check, my dentist checkup. This is so off topic and totally what people want to listen to. <laughs> my dental, my first checkup, they said that I was great. My teeth looked amazing. I didn't have any cavities. I just had some buildup, which because of the way that I sleep, I'm a big old mouth breather. You can quote me on that. Like I, how dare you? Um, I, I just, cause I had braces for years. My mouth never closed after that. Well, that and you're a puppy, you pant. So, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so my teeth are great. I just get this weird buildup from having, I have inflamed gums. You don't care. The doctor and dentist was like, oh, your teeth looks great for not having seen a dentist in three years. Oh, three years. That's it was the three answer years. to my question. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I answered it eventually. I was waiting for it. Anyway. And so I was like, I was literally, so it was a, such a, so they had to numb me up. Here's the whole story. They numbed me up. The super nice lady, but I think she got something out of it. She was enjoying herself. See, I think they secretly do. I would, actually, if I was... Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, we'll touch on that, but let me finish my story. Okay, fine. So, super nice lady who was secretly, I think, enjoying it. She only numbed up half of my mouth and, like, was trying to just, like, massage it to the rest of my mouth which made no sense. So like one side of my mouth was totally numb for when she was literally taking one of those scrapers and like drilling into my teeth, just soft enough to get like any buildup. Hot. But like into the gums. I apologize if you're not into teeth <laughs> stuff. That part I kind of enjoyed like that, well, so, that, that agitation that you feel. Yeah. But when she was going to the other side of my mouth, there was like nothing numbing that side of the mouth. So she was scraping against this and she's like, are you doing okay? And it's like, I can, I can power through. I literally went into like a subspace where I was just <laughs> zoned out on the ceiling. Like there was some pain, but I was also just like, I was meditating. And she even said, she's like, wow, it looks like you're almost meditating. And I was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I couldn't answer because I know her Why hands are in my mouth. You? Okay, that's my dad T. When you're at the okay. dentist and your mouth is pried open and you can't swallow and they're working in it, why do they ask you questions? They ask you question after question after question. Like, how was your weekend? I'm like, literally, I'm not here to chat. She was pretty okay. Like, she was like, do you feel this? And I would give her a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I will say, though, for the, how much stuff she pumped into my gums, only half my mouth was feeling it. And so I was like in my own little pain subspace, just chilling out. Hot. Uh, I mean, it, maybe after the fact, I might jerk off to it. But during, I was just like, yeah. I didn't cry, but I was like, this is so painful. Um, but my teeth are great. Thanks for asking. I know you guys were uh, biting, biting your tongues. 
Yeah. So the last time I was at the dentist, they put in one of these um, like spreader kind of gags in to hold uh, my teeth yeah. open. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of getting off on it while they were working on my teeth. And then <laughs> they were like, wow, you've had that in a long time, longer than most people can handle. And when they finally took it out, my my dentist is gay. And I just kind of whispered to him, I've had ball gags larger than that in my mouth for longer. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. Oh, no, he laughed. <gasps> he laughed. But, well, so... That actually brings up a whole... So, to, If you haven't noticed, today's topic is definitely a little more playful and cheeky. Uh-huh. Like my cheeks earlier when they were puffed full of whatever Novocaine Drugs. or... Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've also had tons of personal stories that revolve around sex and doctors and fetishes. So like, for instance, my old dentist from three or four years ago was actually a cousin, like a, a second cousin was the owner of the dentist office. Mm-hmm. So I would always get my teeth done there. And it was a bit of a drive, but it was nice to see my cousin. And so there was one time she was going at it, like I was getting my, my wisdom teeth out, I think, or something that took hours. And at one point she just goes, and I'm, again, I'm on some sort of drug because it was intense dental stuff. And she's like, wow, you just don't have a gag reflex. Oh, see, that's good. Now, didn't you once have a date with a guy who took you to a dentist oh, office? To, that, you, uh-huh. you, you have more encounters in dentist. I'm in a love hate relationship with dentist office. Jesus Christ! No, so and that was the other story that I recall very fondly. Fondly, maybe vividly mm. at least, was uh, when I was just getting onto like the online dating apps when I was still living at home, but I was of legal age. I think I was 20 at the time. I was going to college, so I lived with my parents. Um, I was getting on Manhunt. Do you remember Manhunt? Uh, sure, the app. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. but this was back when it was only web based. There was no app. Oh, I don't. This know. is forever ago. Yeah. Anyway, so I find whatever people are in this cul-de-sac area of Seattle. So it was a bunch of parents and families, and this this literal dad. Like I'm pretty sure he had kids. Um, we go out for dinner. The dinner's awkward and nice. He's a bodybuilder, so like he's kind of quirky and weird. Very nice guy. Uh, but then he was like, "Oh, I got divorced, and uh, I'm living with my roommate, and she's home tonight, so I can't bring her." And I'm like, "Oh my god, how old is your?" And it's like some twenty-something year old his roommate, wife, not roommate. <laughs> no, no, no. He meant his little roommate because he had just gotten divorced. Okay. But he's like, "Oh, but it's cool. We can go back to my office." And I was like, "Ooh, office. Yes, daddy. Okay, yeah. Put something in my mouth." What I didn't know was that when we got to his children's dental office that he owned as the lead dental hygienist, he wanted to actually put something in my mouth, but it wasn't. <laughs> no. Did you did did you did he fuck you while you're reading highlights in the lobby? Oh, oh I love highlights. <laughs> Don't make fun of highlights. I stand I highlights. Make fun of, I said it. I should picture you reading them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I wish, but no. Uh, we awkwardly cuddled on his fold-out futon that was in the waiting room. I mean, he didn't even like put me on the dental chair, which I've all I also would have been okay with. Well, but. see, and that's what's cool about medical uh, equipment and play is they have like built-in bondage, like those tables with the stirrups that you put your feet in. Yep. Um, and how many times have you gone to a dungeon play space and they have medical tables there, which are perfect for yeah. tying someone down and abusing their body well i mean just medical situations in general there's just this inherent kind of power dynamic to it sure because you have people not only in uniforms but you have people that are pretty much uh, 
looking after your safety in whatever way, shape, or form that they are a professional at. Yeah, and actually, so kind of like an Adam sub thing where you have to obey and uh, your master, they know more than you, so they're in this power position to tell you what you need to do and you have to believe them and do it. Which is also kind of scary if, I mean like you're you're with a new doctor for instance so is it getting a second opinion like getting a second sir (laughs) oh i don't know do doctors get offended if you go to another doctor yeah i don't i think it's okay i think they're not supposed to but they probably secretly do they probably are like yeah they they gossip about their favorites fuck you i told you what was wrong with you oh my god (laughs) but so medical play just coming back to the the topic before we go on more tangents which i know will happen um I think not only is there just this inherent power play that comes with like medical and fetishes in that regard, but I think it's also just interesting how it can be very simple, like a, a simple like fondling and physical in a sexy way, all the way to like people who are really into needles and blood mm, drawing piercing, and piercing yeah. and yeah. Sounds and catheters. Ooh. Yeah, or think yeah, yeah, again, things going into the body, like that's super oh, and the slutty nurse costume. Come on. Well, I mean, everyone's probably got one of those. I have at least two in my co- like outfit box. Um, but I think, I think it's interesting because I think that part of the sexiness comes from the intimacy and the control of the doctor on you in that in that fantasy. Sure. But then the other part I think comes from some fear or or maybe like uh, an edginess or a. You know what I mean? Like just the the power that that gets flipped almost in that kind of situation. Yeah, it could be that, or it could actually be the nurturing aspect because you know when you're feeling sick and you're feeling vulnerable, and somebody is sponge bath- bathing you and taking care of you, you're gonna have an affinity towards them. So, oh, I guess that's true too. See, I'm just so inherently like I, I watch kink. Damn, 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 yeah, damn. I watch kink.com <laughs> stuff and like, but I can't. I think it could be nurturing too. And nice. Yeah, they're never nurturing in the kink.com video. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a bad medical experience? Have I had a bad medical? Well, I was in hospitals my entire childhood. What? Um, yeah, Why? I had asthma and um, oh. I was allergic to cats and my mother had five of them. <laughs> so from the age to one to ten, uh, my asthma got worse and worse and worse living with five cats. <laughs> and they, they couldn't figure out why. Oh, no. They used to oh poke me God. with needles. And is he allergic to pickles? Is he allergic to... They never thought of cats. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't even like the movie. <laughs> that should have been a giveaway. <laughs> Poor daddy. It wasn't even consensual either. So he wasn't no, getting off on it. It was horrible. Do you like needles? Needles don't bother me. I can't watch it, though. As it penetrates my skin, um, I have to kind of look away. But the feeling is is kind of... You know it's so quick that it's going to be over in a second, and it gives you kind of a little jolt. I like impact play, so... It it wakes me up. It's it's something invading my body that shouldn't be there, and I've gotten over, like, the other things, like, obviously, dicks in your ass. Like, they're not... Oh, they're not technically supposed to go in there, but <laughs> it's not medical. It's not a metal. Yeah. Well, and for me, I, and what I think some people also find appealing sometimes is this, like the sterile environment, like how clean and some people are really into just really, really clean situations and scenarios. Yeah. No, I get that. Do you? 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> I like to live in a what place. Was that about cleaning someone's dishes turns you on. Well, I love that. But uh, <laughs> I like to live in a land where people can spill things and not like worry about the white carpet kind of situation. Well, th- that's that's one thing. And then there's like clean, 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 sterile environments like a zombie right. apocalypse. No, movie. I know. Uh, yeah, there's. I've played it. There's a, there's a friend of ours that I played in his dungeon. His dungeon is immaculate. Like you could. Do I know this person? Lick the floor. Yeah, but you don't let me tell names. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I can imagine who then. Go. Um, it is is it's just brilliantly clean. Um, Meanwhile, you have come or whatever coming out of the person you just kind of squeegee it off with oh i played in dungeons when i play <laughs> with this sir in palm springs all his leathers hanging on the wall it hasn't been dusted off it probably was not oh, clean no. after the last. It just, he'll put a leather hood on you and you just smell the mildew <laughs> hopefully oh gross Hopefully, uh, the, his butt's not like that too. You didn't Ooh, have to, you didn't have to clean no. the dust out, did you? No. Hey, some people are into that too. Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of enema play. Dust butt. Oh, that I mean, medical enema play. That's a huge thing. Clisma, clismalagnia. I think that's the uh, fetish for wanting water to go into your body. Huh. Yeah, we covered that in the doctor, or the Lindsay Doe episode, okay. the buzzer episode. Remember that? Yep. Go, watch our YouTube. <laughs> but then. And I, I've seen so many porns of like forced enemas, quote unquote, and some people like that power play. They do. But I'm also just thinking about like the different kinks that you could get, like casts. Have you ever been casted? Oh, so that's kind of like mummification. So, um, kind of because you're taking somebody's limb and they're unable to bend it anymore because of the. So it's like being a mummy. Well, so or or they it's could, like wrapping someone in latex, yeah, and they can't move. Only this lasts a lot longer. Didn't you have one when I first dated you? There was like, <laughs> and it creeped segue, me out all everyone. the time. It used segue. to creep me out because I'd come down. See how I, see how I built that one up for you. So I'd come down to. Um, get coffee in the morning i always thought there was someone crawling on their hands and knees on the well, in the, so in the these dining people room we can talk about because they're okay. very open sure um the no safe word show not the what's your safe word or what's the safe word show no relation technically although they're friends so maybe they're related how does that work um you're, that's, that's you're, a yes you're, you're a spinoff okay. oh. <gasps> how dare you <laughs> Inspired by maybe because I did used to listen in on the No Safe Word show all the time, so you're, I definitely you're took like notes. Frazier. <laughs> Who? Frazier. He used to be on Cheers, then had his own show. Oh, Frasier. I was. I see. In my mind, Frazier was its own show. My parents uh, loved Frazier. Frazier was a character on Cheers. Anyway, speaking of <laughs> speaking of a cast. <laughs> um, casting. So in my old place, I lived with the No Safe Word Show people. I, I lived in the house with them. Um, but one of the, the subs, Mikey, they did a whole dinner party, a DP, if you will, where Mikey got casted before the dinner. And then they put a piece of... So they did it in such a way where Mikey's hands and knees were pushing up and he was on his back. So it's kind of like paper mache, right? Um paper man Shay maybe Jesus. or or woman Shay or person Shay um, or just Shay Colet you know who Shay Colet is um, I, that sounds like a drag queen hey good job <laughs> Thorpe anyway they had him casted 
before the dinner party on his back with his hands and legs up, but in such a way that you could literally put a piece of wood or I think they put a really nice p- piece of glass on top of him. Oh, that's And they cool. had a nice dinner party with him literally bound because he was casted. As the table stood. Uh-huh. Stand. Uh, but all the private parts were wide open and literally his entire body other than his face and private parts was casted. Wouldn't the blood run down from your legs and arms after a while? Did they have to rotate him every 20 minutes? I was not there for the party. I just know the story behind the cast. <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of blood flow and circulation because wow. having your, your hands in the air that long. I mean, it, was, it wasn't... It wasn't like straight it was like kind of slightly bent and it looked comfortable i mean you saw it multiple times it no, scared you many and, times and it freaked me the fuck out because it, they turned it back so it looked like he was crawling and so it's just like this body shaped person crawling and if you glanced at it from the side of your eye you thought someone was rushing you over low it's a, it's a ghost it's a cool i was like ah <laughs> what the fuck how did they get it off without damaging the whole shape, though? Don't I never t- don't talk about his hole that way. I never looked at it. They they cut it in a in a line along the body, and I believe yeah. that they casted that part back up. Ah, that just makes to sense. cover it. Got it. Yeah, but that takes hours. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do some sort of mummification, get some duct tape, get some get get vet wrap. Vet wrap is the quickest, easiest, and doesn't require any. It's really not that messy. That's like the athletic wrap, which again. Oh, I've had a, I've had a few sexy athletic directors in high school. I don't know about you, but I played soccer, and sometimes oh. I would fall and just be like, "Oh, oh, oh no, yeah. oh, I'm hurt! Please help me." Coach Ogden, you don't like your feet touching. Oh, don't touch my feet. <laughs> Coach Ogden is that his name? Yeah. Ooh, Ooh Ready used, Player One callback. He used to, to wear Ogden. like these yellow see-through shorts, and I could see his white underwear lying through them. Don't you have a thing for white underwear? I kind of did at that time. And he had a big beefy butt. And I know he knew that it was super tight. Shout out to all our physical educators. For educating me. Thank you. And for taking care of us. Again, I played soccer. So I I legitimately had plenty of uh, nice stretches done to my legs from some very nice physical fitness people. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. Uh (laughs) But, you know, that does bring up a question. Do you think that uh, medical professionals, do you think some of them are into medical play? I would I've Im- always wondered. I would imagine so because they got into it. But I also would imagine that a lot of them are over it because they are fetishized all the time. I mean, look at Grey's Anatomy and all these Chicago Hope and all these doctor You know, Grey's, shows. Grey's Anatomy, friend of the show. What's her first name? Oh. Jessica? I never watched Monica? it. Huh? She No, her, her last name's Gray. What's her first name? I don't know. I never watched it. Anyway. Anyway, <clears throat> how they fetishize like Dr. McDreamy. And before that, it was ER. You know, they... Wait. How, no, there was a very distinct number that worked at that hospital, though. I, I really didn't watch it. was that. like 50 people, I'm pretty sure. 50 Shades of Gray? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't laugh at that. Um, uh, oh, Marilyn, is that her name? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do you think medical professionals show. are into kink? Well, so I hear what you're saying. So they're probably tired of being like firefighters. Everyone thinks they're beefcakes. And they probably love getting set on fire. Is that the now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying they're probably over being fetishized for their job. So would they want to come home and 
continue to role play their job? Probably not. Um, so, well, so first of all, her name was Meredith Gray. Second of all, fixated I, on I, I, I'm sorry. I had to figure it out. <laughs> I used to work at Mr. S. That's no secret to people that follow us. That doesn't mean that I was never sexually turned on whenever I had to work because I worked in a literal dungeon at all times and people would want to get tied up or people would call in and have But questions. how many times did people want to be tied up but you were in the mood to do it and you were tired of just being treated like a, a little rope bunny that was going to tie anyone up? I never get tired of feeling like a rope bunny that can tie people up. <laughs> uh, no, but but uh, I honestly, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think it's a matter of professionalism. I never flirted with someone or like came on to someone if they were on the storeroom floor but if someone started actively flirting with me overtly i would return the favor and i mean i'm i'm reading the room i'm allowed to speak with people and flirt if i want to but i wasn't constantly turned on even though i was turned on by the leather and the people trying things on i get that so i i i guess to answer my own question um (laughs) i i i can imagine there are tons of doctors who are literally into medical play and probably lean into when appropriate and when allowed and when not on the actual job into that medical play you don't think people you don't think some really nice looking doctor like gets hit on by tons of women who are like "Ooh, doctor i'm I'm sure physical does physically sure they do look at my body without clothes (laughs) is is that hot am i turning you guys on (laughs) no what do you think I, I truthfully, I don't know. So all of our doctors out there, give us a call and let us know. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I'm kind of of the belief that you don't want to fetishize your job once you get home. I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule, but you're kind of, work is work. Why do you think editing What's a Safe Word videos takes so long? I'm literally just jerking off watching us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's a little weird, but (laughs) (laughs) that was that was a joke for what you were. Okay, I I don't actually jerk off to myself for hours. That would be weird. That is a lie. (laughs) How dare you? Do you know that I I don't even watch the porn that I'm in. I just can't. No, I get that too. It's hard for me. Weird. Yeah. No, I can't watch porn. I can't meet a porn star of someone I jack off to, because the second or you'll explode. No, it just, it will ruin the fantasy. Totally. Because once I know them as a human being and a person, I either like them or don't. And either way, mm. I'm not going to be able to jack off to them. Isn't that interesting? Well, and so maybe that's part of it, though, is headset, headspace, mindset. Because they're my fantasy when you make it a reality. Yeah. Then. So maybe that's the same thing with medical play. They make fantasy it's and their reality. job. Yeah. yeah. Their job versus a physic, like a, 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 like a fantasy. Yeah. And well... And I guess that's true at Mr. S. Like for me, the the person is only a f- fantastical sexual being if they're actually interested and want to have sex with me. Does that make sense? Otherwise, wait, they're... A, wait, a, say it one more time. What? I'm not sexually attracted to someone unless they are wanting to have sex with me. Well, that's kind of normal. Well, that's what I'm saying is okay. that that's a normal thing. Like yes. you're not going to want to have sex with someone just because they're in your place of work. I mean, some people might. But oh, okay, yes. we're getting into a, a very gray area, right, Meredith? Right, 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 Meredith? Who's Meredith? Meredith Gray, Fifty Shades of Gray. I don't know. I but also know Gray's Anatomy. That. that was a whole joke. Moving you were on. here. I moving was here. On. You moving were here. On. My on. doctor was there. 
Have you ever not had a gay doctor? Oh, yeah, sure. How's that? Especially growing up. <laughs> um, my doctor now is gay, which is... Having a gay doctor and being gay gives you this um, freedom to... Talk about butt sex. <laughs> First of all. Let him stick his finger up your butt. And-, <laughs> and then pull out your camera and start your own OnlyFans channel. Um no, it just like you can you you feel more comfortable talking about STDs and yeah. uh, other things and personal things because you feel like they know, um, kind of how we are. Well, when I was in Seattle, I was still with my family practitioners. There was a few when I was growing up, um, but when I became sexually active, um, the 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 guy that I had at that time was not gay. Uh, lived in kind of a suburban rural area of of the city so it wasn't very well I wasn't not gay friendly but it was not super gay like there were not tons of gays around um, and I remember that was when prep and Truvada started to be a thing yeah and so I went in and I was like hey I want to protect myself from HIV and I want to get prep and he was like mm, oh, oh what is that oh, mm. what is what is uh what is that yeah no i was shocked when i was in la even just two years ago a friend of mine was in the hospital and the amount of nurses who didn't know what prep was was shocking to me well and then i called it truvada and then he kind of knew what it was but even then there was a little bit of shame to it like why would you want to have sex without a condom i don't understand why would you want to do that yeah and it was like well it was more at that time it was more so like i had a person i was sexually interested in that was hiv positive and we were being safe right or safer you know but it always fascinates me when it comes to like a gay doctor a gay doctor is always so much more in the know of stis and just interpersonal relationships and different kinds of genders and identities which is not only affirming to have a doctor like that that is able to say oh yeah no i totally understand where you're coming from your identity your terminology like that is so not only welcoming but makes you more at ease and makes medicals anything anything to go with like your health so much easier to deal with when you can actually speak to someone who isn't just like pandering to you or like oh oh yeah yeah oh what what is that <laughs> yeah you, you are demisexual what now but also to that i will say what about being kinky and going to a doctor have you ever run into that before being kinky and gone to so i've been kinky and gone to my dentist he knows i'm dent that i'm kinky um but not a doctor i haven't told i was kinky you've never gone to an appointment with like rope marks or anything or no but you know i just had to go get my um oh maybe i have uh i i had to go get my um uh uh, Physical. Fo- my foot x-rayed. Oh. Because I, I hurt my toe, and toe. I dropped a weight on it and broke my toe. And I've been humble, hobbling around for four weeks. Oh. Um, so I went and got an x-ray. And while I was waiting for the doctor. So I've been locked in chastity for a week by somebody who has the, the key. And he, he can text me at any time and tell me to take a picture to prove that I'm still locked. Oh. Yeah. So... He did it while I was in the doctor's office. Uh, <laughs> so I pulled my pants down really quick, set the camera up and took a picture in the doctor's office. Oh my God. Talk about chastity. <laughs> kind of thinking that anyone could walk in at any second. I mean, that is the literal like 
what what would you call it anticipation the moment because it, it could either be it could be a minute after you get into the doctor's office that the doctor actually comes in or it could be like 30 minutes right and and it's oh always 30 minutes come on <laughs> let's be honest Boy, talk about voyeurism but you the could easily... second you do anything like have you ever sat in a doctor's office and you know they have those big glass jars of cotton balls and and tongue suppressors and stuff yes have you ever just wanted to open the lid and take some <laughs> No, I always want to take some home. <laughs> Are you also attracted to like stealing things? Are you a big old kleptomaniac? <laughs> no, it just it just feels like candy jars. It feels like they should be free. <laughs> I mean, you could. But I need tongue suppressors uh, for home. Oh yeah, so you can build a little a little house, finish your science experiment with those tongue suppressors. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, that is kind of funny that you're not haha, but like your toe is currently being hurt and you've seen the doctor a bunch as we talk about fetish play. Is that cast turning you on? Do you think that's hot? I don't have a cast, but I have well, a, you have a, a, boot, a boot. No, it doesn't turn me on because I'm hobbling around and I feel invalid. Oh, so it's not. I don't like being sick. I don't. No, I, well, no, I, I think that there's a there's an inherent like I think a lot of people like myself don't find doctor play or fetish play around medical anything sexy because there is that inconvenience that seems to come with medical anything <laughs> well the other what was interesting about it this month was that i bottomed a lot more because all i could do is put my legs in the air How <laughs> so i had to stay you. off my feet Ooh, call it out all the bottoms <laughs> no but i do want to go back to um actually the kinky doctors or maybe not kinky doctors but kink aware doctors sex positive doctors a, just a, a doctor that is aware that sex happens and people aren't always just trying to have babies is, is a huge step forward for many people. Yeah. But uh, last year, I actually spoke at a medical conference in Michigan, um, and it was really fun. Like, they, they brought you out. They put you in this nice hotel. They actually pay you to, like, be at a conference, which doesn't happen a lot for sex educators, personally. But what was interesting was it was this huge, huge, huge convention with, like, over 100 to 200 talks like of a bunch of different medical professionals or people within the ST, like I, HIV, um, even there were tons of sex workers too. Like that was the yeah. most fascinating thing was I was doing a few panels with some sex workers that were literally talking to doctors about the fact that sex work exists and sex workers need different kinds of care. Yeah. And so that panel by itself was fascinating because it was with a bunch of SESTA-FOSTA, um, very powerful like sex positive women like trying to talk about SESTA-FOSTA and talk about the realities of how this pushes people to the streets and puts people in danger as far as sex workers go. But just so many educated people in one room that had no idea what sex work was. Right. Like none of these doctors. And, and it was a totally positive experience because all the doctors were there to learn and they specifically chose to so go they to the panel. So they weren't being judgy about it. No, they they're, wanted they're to learn. They were very interested. The panel was packed. It was standing room only. Yeah. And that was the one of the first things I did there that weekend um, and tons of great questions. But you, you talk to medical professionals and you say, well, for instance, a person of my skin complexion, very fair, is going to look very different after a flogging than someone who is a darker skin or a person of color. And talking about like bruises and how bruises and rope marks don't mean someone is in a, an abusive relationship necessarily. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, that does happen. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but... For someone that's kinky like myself, I've gone to the doctor before with rope marks and they were like, is that a weird rash? Are you okay? <laughs> and at that time, I didn't feel comfortable telling my doctor sure. because I didn't have 
a gay or a sex positive doctor but being able to talk about the fact that kinksters have a better psychological aspect or perspective on life and relationships because of just kinks and consent as well as just talking about the dynamics and natural highs you can get from kink and that it's also just fun and a good way to express yourself sexually. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, I think, because doctors have studied so hard and all they are focused on is their practice that how oblivious they are to how uh, people have sex <laughs> and right. enjoy it, which is shocking to me because how many people end up in the ER with weird things, things shoved in up their, their ass. ass. Oh, I've got, I've got I bet a, there's a whole website to that. I've got an episode planned for that. You okay. Just yeah, I, no. um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but so my point being like, I think kinksters more than anyone deserve to have good sexual health. And that starts with having a good doctor that knows what's happening. Yeah. Because kinksters are trying different things. And but, but but that's easier said than done. Lots of people, I mean, that's easy for us to say here in San Francisco in our bubble because we have kind of an outward kink community and it's kind of pervasive through the whole city. Yeah. Um, but what if you're like in Nebraska or Ohio or someplace that doesn't have large kink communities and how do you find a professional like that? Well, to that, I, I'm not just talking strictly about kink in that regard as much as I think we just need to be better at sexual health. Oh, sure. There's so many states still that... that well, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, Edu that edu only cover abstinence only and only cover what is medically acceptable for their area, which in some places doesn't even talk about HIV being a thing, condone, like comes down hard on anyone who's gay. They still like say that it's illegal and it's gonna you know it leads to death and you're gonna get hiv for just being gay it's just yep. it's so disheartening and lgbt q plus trans people people of color are even more at risk in those areas because you think they that normal people don't get good sex like and sex ed and health that people marginalized communities are vastly vastly uh, affected by that in a whole totally negative way because they're the highest rates of STIs they're the highest rates of HIV it's just our, our whole country could use a little bit more medical fetishism okay you all <laughs> y'all can learn something okay so, so good. during COVID when COVID first oh started oh my god well we, could, no no I, let me finish this point oh my god. this is important during COVID when the government was saying that they could not get any more respirators and face masks fucking a, a kink and medical fetishist site called the government out and was like dear government we're literally buying from the same place that you guys buy from they have things in stock you know what we're gonna do we're gonna buy all the stock that we have here in this area that you said didn't have any and we're going to give it to doctors and professionals and hospitals in our area because you guys are fucking idiots yeah like call yeah. out the government for not only being underfunding of medical like practitioners and hospitals, but just being like, you guys are flat out lying. Right. Why? Well, I mean, we know why, but we know why it's just, <laughs> just goes to show kinksters are still better than politicians in all ways, shapes and forms. <laughs> yes, they are. <sighs> They're more enlightened and happier and getting a whole lot more fun sex. I'm mm, sure. Mm. No, not sure. I know because we know that those politicians are paying the sex workers to do it under the table. Yep, pretty much. Anyway, 
Wow, that went off into a little tangent. Well, no, but that's that's what this is about. This is supposed to go off on tangents to have stories. All right. I mean, cool. do you have any other medical professional stories? Oh, I'm trying stories? to think. Do I have any sexy medical stories? It doesn't have to be sexy. It can be unsexy. Mm. Do you have any sexy doctors? Is that a no? Or do you have to think? I think I had... <laughs> I did have... So I went... So my parents, when I was a teenager, we went to go visit my stepfather's parents in Schenectady and they had a cat. I'm sorry, say that again. Schenectady. Bless you. <laughs> um, oh no, they had a cat? They had a cat. Oh no. And my parents at this point knew oh, thank God. I was allergic to cats. And by the way, I'm talking about my mother and my stepfather. Uh, not my other parents. My parents Because the other parents are big fans of the show too, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm not calling you out mom and dad. I'm calling you out other mom and dad. Um, so they took me disconnectedly with this cat. And I couldn't breathe indoors. And it was Thanksgiving and Schenectady. There was like six foot drifts in the in the yard. And their solution was for me to go outside and play all day. <laughs> so I was freezing cold constantly. Then I'd have to come in at night. And the entire time I was like in the shower with hot water and a rag over my head trying to breathe the steam because it's the only oh thing I could my breathe. God. Anyway, I ended up in the hospital on the trip. <laughs> and there was a male nurse there. Oh, and okay. so I think was a- that was the first time I ever saw a male nurse, and he had really oh, God. hairy forearms, and I may have been thirteen or fourteen, so I was just hitting puberty and and horny as fuck. Uh huh. <laughs> so just every time he came in to change any of the dressings or bandages, I just I was fixated on his forearms. Oh man, yeah, they were hot. See, I never had those kinds of experiences. And I always, I was a pretty healthy person growing up. So whenever I went to the doctor or the dentist, it was always because I needed something helped. Like the number number of times I went to the doctor and like strep throat. I had so much strep throat as a kid. Yeah, you get strep throat like I'm nobody really I know. I'm really susceptible. I have a very That's delicate a, it's throat. <laughs> it gets so much action. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. No, it is a thing. People are there there are people that are more susceptible and usually they get their tonsils taken out, but my parents weren't smart enough to have that happen, so I just get it like once or twice a year. But my gag reflex is great because of it. I don't think I've You're ever welcome. had strep throat. How? Don't get strep throat. Well, clearly one of us is getting more action in some ways that's causing that. <laughs> I told Allegedly. you, I just, I just bottomed Alleged- all month. <laughs> well, do you get strep ass? Strep ass. Oh my God, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just here to relay the disgusting imagery and uh, ideas that my Thank brain you. has. You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, I'll counter that with the needle injection that would have to go into your ass. What to to solve it? I'm just oh, trying to oh, scare you oh, with needles for ST. You don't oh, like needles. that is that the game we're playing? Yeah. <laughs> let's let okay. Here's here's the real the real topic the real tea that I didn't get a chance to talk about. Bella Thorne. Talk about doctors, and you want oh, a real no. thorn in your side? Oh, let's no. talk about. You're gonna Bella get started on Thorne. Bella Thorne. Well, we got we got a little we got a few minutes. Okay. And I want to just first this of all, this was this was the puppy's biggest rant this week. By the way. So well, I can't wait okay. to hear this. So if you're not familiar, 
OnlyFans, sex work realm. Okay, so I first of all, all sorts of camming sites get kind of grouped into this OnlyFans umbrella because OnlyFans came first. Right. Many different and sites. And OnlyFans was not built for sex workers. That was not Correct. their original intent of it. But sex workers innovate and always are ahead of the curve. And so they chose OnlyFans as a place to make their movies. And OnlyFans profited very well. Oh my God, that. so much. <laughs> um, so Bella Thorne, Disney star, apparently a sex positive woman who needs to save sex workers. She directed a, a movie on uh i think porn hub I've it was a ne- porn hub film i've never heard of her so i had no idea who you're talking i about only heard of her because of tana mojo or mongo or mongoose that really doesn't help but okay <laughs> yeah tana 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 oh hannah montana i know that one no what hannah, hannah montana say that one more time hannah montana Okay, yes. It's not what you said the first time or the, or the time before Wasn't that. Wasn't that Miley Cyrus? Yes. See, I know things. Say say Tanamongu. Tanamongu. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway, um, she's, she's tangential, not to be confused with Tana, but tangential to YouTubers. Like she's this Disney star apparently that was in movies. She's very, she is very pretty. I will say she's, she's a very attractive person. But um, she decided to join OnlyFans and then she had, I don't know what her base rate was for OnlyFans to join her site, but then she started doing like private posts. So on the site that we use is my guy, which has a counterpart is my girl. You can post nudes or pictures or whatever to the people who follow you and subscribe, but then you can also post like full on feature films and, and larger files that people can buy. Right. Now, it, but it's a much better community. Oh, is my guy? Yes. Yes. Anyway, I'm just setting up the the sure, parallel there. So, like, we sell videos that are longer on there because I feel that they required a little bit more work, and we edit them. Blah blah blah. So, uh, Miss Thorne over here decides to provide a two hundred dollar private message to people. And sends it out to her followers, and her followers are like, "Oh, is it full on nudes, full on sexiness?" And she, and she allegedly, yes. allegedly said, "What do you, you mean you, allegedly? You have the tweets. I, there are tweets and posts, but people are like, that's not real.' So I'm saying allegedly, okay. And I don't want to get sued. That would be a real thorn <laughs> in my side. Um, allegedly, it said that she was like gaslighting people and being like, "Of course, I'm not. I'm not trying to scam y'all." And then apparently, the picture for two hundred dollars wasn't even full-on nudity it was like some lingerie photo or something like tasteful and not sexual whatsoever <laughs> i love how you say tasteful with such disdain well <laughs> i mean something there's, tasteful okay, there's nothing wrong with tasteful <laughs> lingerie photos but do not parade it as full-on sexual no, intercourse nudity <laughs> that you are literally scamming people out. so there was so much chargeback from the misleading Well, she made $2 million scam. from it. Yeah, she, she made $1 million in a week or something, and then eventually, I think, made two hundred or $2 million in all, but she was the only person right. to make a million in any sort of short time sure. on OnlyFans. So that was impressive by itself, but then she get, comes on here, scams people, and then there are so many chargebacks. The site literally breaks. They change the payment models for all of the actual models, to where instead of getting paid every other week or getting payouts, you now. get it once a month. So people, depending on their paycheck, now have to wait a month. 
And she's now in talks with, and this is my favorite part, which I just love when people do this, is they speak for the sex workers as if they're saving the sex workers from a profession that they were doing just fine in and you ruined and <laughs> they don't want you speaking for them because you clearly don't. She literally well, wasn't she, she Wasn't she uh, researching a film she was doing about She said that things? she was doing all this to be respectful and research a film and get the perspective of sex workers. Fucking talk to the fucking sex workers then, you idiot. God. See, the puppy was riled up this week. No, I'm just so upset when people do that. Like, politicians that are like, we're saving the sex workers by making sex-negative legislation. Yeah. Or Bella Thorne... I'm, I'm going to be part of the sex workers. Look at me. I'm a sex worker. No, girl. You are a movie star profiting off of a platform that was not made or popularized by you. So what So what did she tweet? So she tweeted out, I'm so sorry. So it took her like a fucking week where she retweeted people making excuses for her, first of all, and then came out of nowhere, finally, with an apology. But it was, I think it took her till the third tweet to apologize, to actually say sorry. Um, she said sorry twice within it, but she said that she was working to um, to help the... Oh, I have to just read this because it was so badly oh, worded too. Yeah, so, <laughs> so this really um, ruffled your feathers this week. It ruffled my feathers because it wasn't well thought out and it was a bad excuse, if if at all real, because the, the director that she said that she was working with went out and actually said, we're not doing anything like you're not part of whatever well, well my the, i had an issue with how she talked about stigma yeah and i want to pull up the tweet because i want to read it properly um she hasn't blocked me yet even though i've said terse things towards her um she Does started she out you? no god no so she started out and it said part one this is the first tweet Remove the stigma behind sex, sex work, and the negativity that surrounds the word sex itself by bringing a mainstream face to it that is what I was trying to do to bring more faces to the site and create more revenue for content creators. Girl, no. Uh -uh. That's, it doesn't, that's not how it works if you're taking all the money. <laughs> part two. You're not creating more revenue. <laughs> I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely a chance to normalize the stigma. That's not how stigma works, girl. You don't, you normalize, don't normalize stigma. stigma. <laughs> I always normalize stigma. No. It goes on. And in trying to do this, I hurt you. No, you deplatformed people. You literally bankrupted some people. You literally destroyed some people's lives who couldn't pay their bills. Um, you didn't just hurt them. You, you just destroyed some people. It goes on. I've risked my career. What career? Your Disney career with sex work? Girl, you are too old for Disney. And also, no, you didn't risk nothing. You have money. I risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work, porn, and the natural hatred people spew. Okay. Goes on. Behind so, anything so sex-related. I think that was towards you. Uh, possibly. Anyway. Behind anything sex-related, I wrote and directed a porn against the high brows of my peers and managers because I wanted to help with the stigma behind sex again she doesn't <laughs> she wanted to help with the stigma <laughs> p.s i'm meeting with only fans about the new restrictions to find out why this is fucked up and i'm sorry comment any ideas or concerns you want brought up to only fans and send me your links and pics so i can promote you guys Oh, that's so sweet. So did you send her your pics? And First links? of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, 
an apology should never be centered around all the things that are about you. The number of times she talked about herself in her apology leads did, me to believe did you count them? she doesn't really care. No, I didn't count them because the apology was all of four tweets long. Yeah. All, all of it to summarize and say, fuck you, Bella Thorne, and fuck your chicken strips. You don't understand what that means. I but have no idea, but chicken a, strips sound good. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Vine and like TikTok thing, which you're on now. You're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. You're very popular. Yeah, yes. People love you and fans. Apparently. So speaking of I only think, fans. I think, just, I think you found the perfect platform just to make me look fans. ridiculous. Yeah. Only fans? Where I post only you and fans. <laughs> Flipping them. <laughs> dwarping them. Oh, what a week. So that was uh, that was kind of our week in a nutshell. Besides the mm. new things going on uh, behind us, uh, the, the camera angle change that happened partway through this Patreon because we're, we, we don't have our regular setup. And uh, the doctor and Bella Thorne. I, I honestly don't know how much crazier my week could have gotten. Oh, you, you've had quite the week. Uh, but things are getting better. Things are coming up. Yep. Things are things Lots are of changes bigger. happening. Bigger. Yeah. Mm, bigger. Mm. Um, but daddy, what do you want to what do you want to end the episode on? What, oh. what positive note should we send to the people? Oh, the positive notes. Wow, real positive. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end today by saying thank you again to our medical professionals. Yes. Uh, fuck you again, Bella Thorne. Uh, <laughs> sure. Try to, if you can, find a medical professional that is sex positive, and you will your your world will change. You will yes. have such a better outlook and perspective on your own health, and actually be more invested in your own health. And it just comes down to if your doctor shames you for being sexual, change doctors. And also, if your doctor shames you for being who you are, shame on them. You are not the problem here. They're possible. And, and they might not even be the problem. A lot of doctors I met at that one conference, they just didn't know gay people. They just didn't know. Yeah, they're they're they not exposed know. to it. And that's why I'm saying they're so immersed in their world that they're un blithely unaware of what's going on around oh, them. Well, here's full circle. They just think that they have to save the sex workers these medical professionals because they don't know sex workers because oh, that they sounds don't like work. Thorne. Exactly. <laughs> I beat you to that one. Well, no, I, I, I paved the way for that one. I, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, don't forget that you can find us where daddy. Uh, I'm, uh, I hope you know where people can find you. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Twitter Christopher Weston. The, the you sure got that? me all flustered. I don't know. What to, <laughs> I think I'm Christopher Weston or Mr. Christopher everywhere. And I'm Pup Amp everywhere. You can find our YouTube channel, What's the Safe Word, where we have fun episodes every once in a while. We just did a big episode on fan fiction. It got weird. Um, but you also know where to find our, our podcast, which is What's Your Safe Word? Don't forget to leave those reviews and those likes on whatever platform. It does help us. I think we just passed 200 reviews on iTunes, which is exciting. That's amazing. It, that's a lot. That's really amazing. And the podcast has been doing really well. And you guys like when we just talk about random silly shit. So oh, thank you for listening. And I was just on another podcast that's coming up in next week. Uh, two, two Girls, One Cup. Uh, um, which, and we, no, 
Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's two no. girls, one cup. Oh no. Two girls, uh, one mic. Okay. Two girls, say, one mic. I'm not your manager, but I think you need to make sure you call them by the right name. Don't go, don't go to two girls, yeah, one cup. No, it's no, a whole different thing. Please two don't. girls, one mic. I was yeah, on that show yeah. and that's oh coming God. up next week. <laughs> wow. I'm glad I know what you're doing because... <laughs> I knew it was in that genre. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I think you need a second opinion sometimes. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys next. Oh, wait, wait. What? what? What do you want people to try? Oh, what do I want you to try? I want you to try drinking out of the same cup with someone you love. What? I don't know. Two girls, one cup. Oh, well, make sure that it's someone that you've been quarantined with, and then I'll approve. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure it's yeah. safely. <laughs> And I want you to try and send some love to a medical practitioner because they probably need it and they're going through a lot more than we are right now. Yes. Or send them this podcast. You choose. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You know, two girls, one mic. Even I knew that it wasn't two girls, one cup because that's a whole other thing. No, I know, but that's where they got the name, I'm sure. No. No, no, not sure. I know that's where. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know that uh, me and Bolt actually made a gaming channel and we called it Two Guys One Up because it was video games. What's one up? Like a, a video game life. You know when you get a one up. Got it. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I could never be on your and, show. <laughs> yeah. No. Boop, 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 okay. Boop, boop, boop.